Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. everybody it is february 2nd you are tuning into the conservative mama podcast and this is conservative mama sarah b and welcome everybody of course you know what podcast this is if you are a long-term listener but if you're not welcome aboard noobs we are always glad to have you and uh, let's tell them what it is. This is the Conservative Mama podcast, the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. Um, if you would like to follow me over on Instagram, I'm at Conservative Mama Podcast. We also have a website, conservativemamapodcast.com. Please check that out. I'm trying to put blogs up there as quickly as I possibly can, and I'm dropping the, um, the uh, uh, recordings there as well, even though you can obviously listen on Spotify and wherever you're listening to, that's where you can find me. Um, you can also check out my personal page, which is Lady Devil Dog USMC. That is on Instagram. I'm sorry if I forgot to mention that. I'm on Getter. I think it's Podcast Mama. And also, um, I am on Rumble at Conservative Mama Podcast. But I admit, I haven't been using those too often um, simply because, uh, gosh, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to get involved with all the social media outlets. But I'm on there. Um, so hopefully if you are trying to hit me up on those two spots um, and not having any luck, I apologize uh, in advance. Okay, so happy Groundhog Day. I hope that your groundhogs have not seen their shadows if you are somewhere cold because, um, yeah, we are sick of it. And if you are somewhere you are getting all of the snow from this storm, that sucks. We are not getting anything here in northern Illinois, so um, I'm a little bit glad for that. Um, let's see. I do have to say, um, today is, I think the fifth anniversary of my father passing. Um, you know, so you have to have, you would have had to have known my dad. Um, he was a jokester. Uh, he had a great sense of humor. And so Groundhog Day, um, I remember when the movie came out, we both really liked it. He used to go, uh, over to Woodstock on his motorcycle and, um, he would check out some of the places that, uh, the movie was filmed in. And, uh, I'll tell you what, when my dad finally, uh, passed away, uh, I think it was like at 1201, on Groundhog Day, I was like, very funny, Dad. You you got the last laugh. So it always kind of gives me, it's a little bit bittersweet, but it always kind of um, gives me a chuckle because I'm like, ah, of course, of course. Okay, so let's just jump right in. Like I said, it's Wednesday. It's It's been a wild week. There's so much going on everywhere. Um, we have to talk about the Canadian truckers. And why am I saying this? I know we talked about it on Monday. Um, we have to talk about it because, A, the mainstream media refuses to comment accurately if they comment at all. No one wants to cover it. The CBC is totally lying about it, which is really, it's unsurprising. Um, Justin Trudeau 
uh, caught a case of uh, the chicken virus and has gone into hiding um, in parts unknown. No one seems to know where uh, the trude is uh, is uh, holding up. But um, what a coward. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, this is just a fringe minority that has bad views. Uh, <laughs> you are an absolute douche canoe. Uh, your hair sucks. And I think you're a washed up part time drama teacher. I think I read that somewhere. So honestly, <laughs> I don't know who you are throwing shade at. But um, it is obviously not the people who truck all of your food and resources to you, you little coward. Um, so that being said, the truckers are holding firm. They are doing a fantastic job. Conservative Mama podcast stands with the Canadian truckers and the U.S. truckers who joined them and the U.S. truckers who are talking about descending on Washington, D.C. But ladies and gentlemen, I have got to tell you, um, I don't know if you're hearing this, but, um, this is sort of becoming a thing. And I don't mean like just here in North America. I mean, it sounds like other countries uh, are also jumping on board. Their truckers are starting their their own protests. Um, Now, I I don't have confirmation, so I don't want to say, oh, it was this country or that country. But word on the street is this is sort of catching fire. Just like I said it was going to... um, this is more than just uh, a display of, of force for um, Canadians, right? I mean, Canadians, they are typically pretty passive. Um, they are not known for being a bunch of rabble rousers, right? Um, but Canada is interesting because, um, you know, where America, we had a revolution. Um, we realized that coming out of that, you know, um, maintaining our right to bear arms was supremely important because, you know, if tyrants can happen once, they can absolutely happen again. Um, Canada hasn't had a revolution. They uh, don't have the right to bear arms. They also don't have some of the rights that we take for granted here in this country. So to see the Canadians come together and the truckers say, no, we're not moving one square inch is really, really impressive. It's about daggone time. Um, You know, and they're getting some bad press, obviously. Um, But I did hear, if you want to go over to Deception Bites, she does a fantastic job, uh, I think it was yesterday, of covering the the trucker news. Um, There was something that she had read, and I think it was off a Twitter account, so forgive me, I didn't catch it, but um, somebody had made the observation that this was executed and is being executed with a precision and a level of skill that you don't really see outside of the military. Now, I'm not saying this is some sort of military force or or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. These are our blue collar guys. These are the end gals. These are people who, you know, just wanted to drive for a living and, you know, not be told what to do and, and what they can and can't do with their bodies. Um, this is not, you know, a military coup. However, saying all of that... Um, the logistics, and I think this person was was absolutely over the target. The logistics of this are are tremendous. I mean, these are are trucks that are coming from all over Canada. Now, I don't know when the last time was you picked up a map, but Canada is a massive country. It's very very large, um, and there's a lot of uh, there is a lot of um, wild spaces. 
um, a lot of places for Sasquatch to hide. I'm just going to throw that out there. We're not going to talk about Sasquatch tonight, but I just want to toss it out there. It's a pretty likely place if it's going to exist anywhere. Sasquatch probably lives there. Um, anyway, but they're coming from all over Canada to descend upon Ottawa and, you know, make their 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 voices known, right? And saying that... Um, Logistically, it takes, you know, planning, it takes time, um, but they came prepared too. They came with, you know, supplies and with food. Um, this person remarked that, uh, you know, um, police for the, the police, you know, I guess is very, very small in Ottawa. And so, you know, they had to call in reinforcements while they had a lack of restrooms. And so the, the truckers had something set up where um, they got maybe porta johns over where they are so that when the police are, are doing their jobs are kind of patrolling. Now, no one has been arrested in relation to this protest. I can't say that enough. No one has been arrested in relation to this protest. It is not violent. They are not destroying anything. This is not a Black Lives Matter situation. So keep that in your minds, ladies and gentlemen, okay? They are not Black Lives Matter. Maybe, because we know Justin Trudeau sides with Black Lives Matter, so maybe if pallets of bricks were being dropped off and Ottawa's burning to the ground, maybe Justin Trudeau would come out of hiding and have a conversation because um, he supports Black Lives Matter. That's his words, not mine. He's on the record saying that um, they're, they are a worthy cause, right? Which is ironic coming from the guy who uh, routinely puts on blackface, you know, like one minute he's in blackface, one minute he's pretending to be an Indian, one minute he's pretending to be a different nationality. Like, where does it end with this clown? Okay, talk about drama, right? Okay, so the truckers have brought supplies. Um, there was even another instance where one of the horses, uh, so the police are mounted, some of them are mounted, um, kind of like what you see in New York. It's not unusual to see policemen on horseback. Um, they they had hay available for the horses, so they knew that the cops were going to be there. They knew that they'd be on horseback. They brought hay. So um, suffice to say, they've got supplies for themselves. They've got, they have it set up. Those trucks were not empty, is what I'm saying. They did not roll into Ottawa with like, you know, a, a uh, uh, hearty man meal that they can throw in the, the microwave and, you know, whoops, I probably should have packed more stuff, right? Like they knew what they were doing. Um, and they're there for the long, the long haul of it. So um, I really, really hope that uh, Trudeau comes out of hiding like uh, the uh, you know what that he is and um, does what the people are asking. It's not just the, the truckers. It's all of the Canadians who want their freedoms back. So except for I don't know if you guys have seen this video of these uh, ridiculous liberals that are out there on the highway putting up putting out nails now. I say liberals because honestly, it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to guess which group this bunch of morons belongs to. Liberals and leftists are honestly maybe the stupidest people on earth. They are, I can't think of another group that wantingly destroys their own uh, freedoms. Like they, they will absolutely shoot themselves in the foot and, and, and wonder how it happened, right? Like I have never seen... Um, conservatives. I've never seen uh, libertarians, um, you know, try to destroy their own freedom. 
And yet here they are, they're out on the highway trying to make it so that, uh, you know, they get flat tires and the convoys can't uh, continue. They are so brainwashed. But you know what's weird to me is like when you confront a liberal about this, when you say, okay, um, why do you think big government can run your life better than you can? They can't answer that question. They get very defensive. Usually then there's name calling and you know, that crap. But that is something I throw right back at them. I'm like, okay, um, you didn't actually answer the question. Um, you're the one petitioning the rest of us. You're the one telling the rest of us that we need big government in our life. But the rest of us are saying, no, you know what? I am perfectly capable of running my own life um, for better or worse. I do a, a, a decent job. Um, I know more about me than the government does. So how can the government run my life better than I can? And yet you, liberal, are advocating that the government can run your life better than you can. Uh, and I just like to know why. And they absolutely can't defend that. Um, I've never once heard them do it. No, no, that's not what that, that's not what I'm saying. No, it is. That is absolutely when, when you are advocating for more government encroachment into your life, you are essentially saying, I am not good enough at running my own life. I need the government to tell me what to do. And so the governments of the world have stepped in. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. So whatever you are hearing about the Canadian truckers defacing statues, you know, these protesters defacing um, monuments and whatever, that is not true. That is not happening. That is not true. Um, they are not violent. They are not being destructive. They are not being belligerent. The cops are not being overwhelmed. In fact, in many instances, a lot of the protesters are off-duty cops. Um, and the cops have been very cordial. And I think there is a website called Beaverton um, where there is a discussion from the cops uh, with the truckers. And, and it was very favorable. The cops are like, yeah, we respect what you're doing. And it isn't even just um, the police force there in Ottawa. Um, I guess the mayor also tried to make a call and get some of these vehicles, uh, the protester vehicles and these, these semi trucks um, towed. And every single one of the towing companies came back and said, sorry, we have COVID. Hilarious. Um, but also a big double barreled middle finger um, to the establishment, right? Never forget Justin Trudeau is absolutely the establishment. He is the one that um, Klaus Schwab would pick if he had to pick a poster child for um, how things should be running, right? You look at Trudeau and you look at the totalitarian takeover of, of Canada. You look at what's happening in Australia. And um, yes, Build Back Better seems to be going off without a hitch, except they're not winning, which is why these countries are scaling back on their COVID, quote unquote, uh, demands, right? Um, and I say, quote unquote, because, it, you know, when you mandate, you're coercing people to, um, you know, get this vaccine in order to survive in order to participate in society right like that is a demand so you see all these other countries um and very notably not the united states rolling back their um responses to covid well we have to learn to live with it you're doggone right we do and this is what we've been saying for two years so build back better is going up in flames ladies and gentlemen we are winning we are winning um, I still remain a little bit, you know, 
eyes skeptical, I guess, because, you know, they pushed, pushed, pushed so hard. What what are they planning? Because, um, you know, they've always got, you know, a trick up their sleeve. But for right now, um, take it for what it's worth. These are wins. And we're, we are making our, our voices heard. So God bless the truckers. They're doing an amazing job, and, and this is more than just freedom for Canada. This is showing the elites that um, we, the people of the world, don't want your build back better. We don't want your socialism. We don't want your communism. We don't want your garbage. We don't want your Green New Deals. We want to be left alone. That's what we want. Don't push us. We don't want to become violent. We don't want to become, you know, um, we don't want to go down that path don't push us. Do not push us. Um, so, you know, God bless the truckers in Canada. Absolutely. Okay. Now we have to move on. We got a lot to color, to color. We got a lot to color folks. We got a lot to cover. Um, let's see. Uh, they, you know what, in the era of, uh, all kinds of leaked information, uh, oh, was that just Trump? Hmm, maybe that was just during the Trump uh, presidency. Anyway, we have some leaked information about how the Biden administration uh, absolutely fell on its face um, before Kabul fell. So let's see the headline here. If you want to check it out, it's over at the Gateway Pundit. Um, leaked White House notes from Situation Room meeting day before Kabul fell reveals Biden's Afghan failures. Well, I mean, I don't think we needed notes to uh, to tell us any of that. But um, if we scroll through, I'm not going to read you this article. It's it's not super well written, um, but you can see from some of these bullet points that, uh, for instance, um, it says here the document regarded relocations out of Afghanistan, and the meeting was held from 3:30 to 4:30 p.m. I don't know if that's enough time. Um, on the afternoon of August 14th, Washington time. So <laughs> relocations out of Afghanistan. I mean, you, you can't tell me. So before we continue, you have to understand that um, Trump had an exit strategy that was in place. Biden scrapped it. Um, he Trump also had people who were in the know. So people who were in the know were trying to warn the Biden administration well in advance of this happening. Okay, they, they it wasn't like they found out on the morning of August 14th that this was going to be a situation. They have known for a long time. All right, that's not how it works in Washington. Um, they knew. Okay, so to dedicate an hour um, is is laughable. It, it's disgusting. Like. I think most of us, who, if you work in the corporate world, um, you probably have more meetings about foolishness um, that really could have been handled in an email. Never mind, um, you know, national security and the fact that Americans are going to be left behind as well as our allies. You probably want to dedicate a little bit more than an hour to it, right? Maybe two hours. I don't know. But seriously, um, one hour. Okay, and it gets worse. So the second bullet point says, um, at that moment, Taliban fighters were descending upon Kabul. So again, the Taliban, they, they knew what was going on. We have FBI, we have CIA. You mean to tell me that the three-letter agencies had no idea what was going on? You mean to tell me that the Pentagon was caught with its pants around its ankles because they had never done this before? Are you serious? No, we have very, very intelligent people in these institutions um, people knew, absolutely people knew, this absolutely comes down around Biden's incompetent shoulders. 
So at that moment, Taliban fighters were descending upon Kabul. Um, they dedicated one hour to how to get these people out. Um, so never mind. Uh, I think we understand why uh, it fell apart into the giant S show that it became. Uh, this meeting was chaired by National Security Council official Liz Sherwood Randall. Probably should be fired immediately. Um, I don't know. Just tossing it out there. And included senior officials across multiple agencies, including General John Hyten, uh, vice chairman of the Joint, Chief, Joint Chiefs of Staff. Uh, between the lines, the meeting notes highlight how many crucial actions the Biden administration was deciding at the last minute, just hours before Kabul would fall, and former Afghan President uh, Azraf Ghani would flee his palace in a helicopter. So the action items included... Uh, the state will work to identify as many countries as possible to serve as transit points. Um, oops, I'm sorry. To serve as transit points. Transit points need to be able to accommodate U.S. citizens, Afghan nationals, third country nationals, and other evacuees action state immediately. Embassy Kabul will notify locally employed staff to begin register their interest in relocation to the United States and begin to prepare immediately for departure. You know, just those two items alone needed more than a one-hour meeting. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. You're talking about lives at stake. You're talking about um, the Taliban was marching through. There's absolutely nothing to suggest that in the entire month um, that proceeded to this moment um, that the Taliban was going to stop. They were not afraid of Biden. No one in the world is afraid of Biden. Even extraterrestrials are not afraid of Joe Biden. They've probably heard of him, and, and that's why they are not coming to visit anymore. Right? You notice how all that fell off? Like, nobody cares. Okay. But in all seriousness, the Taliban was marching through. They were conquering um, city after city after city, town after town after town. They were, it was like you could plot them on a map as they moved through Afghanistan. So this was not something that came out of the, the blue and they were like, they're in Kabul? What? This doesn't even make any sense. How did they get there? You know, like that didn't happen. It's not like they just, you know, uh, rubbed a magic lamp and showed up on a freaking carpet. I know, that might have been a bridge too far, right? Oh my gosh, is that a joke? Like... Is she making is she making a genie joke? Yes, I am. Okay. Because if you can't make fun of your enemies, who can you make fun of? <sighs> anyway, so inept, I think to say um, the inept Biden regime was caught off guard. Um, no, 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 no. I completely disagree with that statement. The, they were not caught off guard. They didn't care. Let's just call spades spades, shall we? You can't put a sentence in here. Um... Uh, the inept Biden regime was caught off guard by how quickly the Taliban moved in and took over. Absolutely not. There was evidence um, across Afghanistan. They knew they were coming. There was absolutely no indication that they were going to stop at Kabul. There was no indication that they weren't going to do this. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And they had nothing to fear. Right. I mean, Biden told the American citizens, yeah, we killed them, you know, we killed a bunch of them. We dropped this bomb on them. Turns out after after the bomb had gone off, we retaliated. Right. We retaliated and we killed a bunch of the Taliban when it in all uh, when the smoke cleared, we found out uh, Biden struck a bunch of children. 
right? So this dude is beyond incompetent. This is dereliction of duty. This is treason. Treason. His job is to uh, protect the American citizens. That's what the government is here for. That is part and parcel why we have a federal government and a standing army. It is to protect the citizens of this great nation. And that includes those that are overseas. Okay? They, They didn't do that. Now, I'm not blaming the men and women in uniform. Not at all. I think they were absolutely exemplary. They they absolutely got handed a poop sandwich and had to deal with this. So absolutely, I, I am saying God bless them. They had a very, very difficult situation and they had absolutely no support from their commander in chief. So to sit here and say, oh, the inept Biden regime had no, they were caught off guard by how quickly the Taliban moved. No, 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 no. They didn't just show up at Kabul overnight. You saw them coming and you did nothing. And you got on TV and you told everybody that Kabul wouldn't fall. And then like three days later, it fell. So I don't know what you were talking about that he didn't know. He knew. This isn't inept. This is dereliction of duty. You are unfit for duty and should be removed from office. All this talk about impeachment. We should impeach him. We should impeach him. We sh- what does impeachment do? Ladies and gentlemen, we impeached Bill Clinton. He didn't step down. We, they impeached Trump twice. Once was illegal, but honestly, both of them were trumped up charges. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, it doesn't, it, it, they don't remove from office just because you've been impeached. Seriously, that's not how it works. He needs to be removed from office and Kamala Harris with him and not simply because I don't want to see Kamala Harris become president because Joe Biden got removed because she is equally inept and she is equally in dereliction of her duty as the quote unquote czar of the border down south. She has not done a single thing, not one single thing. I I can't think of a single accomplishment. She's like Hillary Clinton, but without the death toll, right? Hillary Clinton also has not done a single thing in the entire time she was in politics. The only thing she has ever succeeded at was avoiding indictment. That's it. What else has she done? So Kamala Harris is even more useless than that. At least Hillary can avoid indictment. Like, a, I don't know what. She's a slippery as a eel. But Kamala hasn't done anything. Nine times out of ten, she doesn't show up. She's not there. Okay, so this is not ineptitude. This is dereliction of duty. Um, let's see. And, and, you know, we'll just go down the line, too, because Nancy Pelosi would be next in line then for POTUS. But she doesn't get the seat either because of her involvement with January 6th. So shall we? Okay. So anyway, it goes on. If you want to take it out, if you want to check it out, um, like I said, it's on the Gateway Pundit. You can check it out if you want to. Um, there are a couple more bullet points, but um, it, it's really not. It, we know what we know about it. Right. And we can't forget about Afghanistan. We cannot forget that we left people behind. Were those, you know, there were like 30 school children. Nobody's ever heard of them again. Right. Like, where are they in the media? Has anybody heard of these? Anybody go over there and pick them up? Anything? Nothing? Yeah, we don't have anything. We don't get told anything. This is this is ridiculous. And of course, the mainstream media wants it all just to go away. We got to stop talking about it. We got to go away. Um. Speaking of January 6th uh, and the debacle that is, you know, 
this sham investigation and people being, you know, it's funny to me that we are still calling it an insurrection and yet no one has been charged with insurrection. Isn't that weird? Um, that being said, I find it very, very troubling and very, very interesting that the FBI will not confirm or deny, or deny, confirm or deny on the record that um, they were involved. They will not confirm nor deny that they were involved in the whole January 6th thing. There were plenty of uh, instances where people shot footage of what looked, you know, like, uh, folks getting arrested only to find out that, um, oh, hey, all of a sudden the cuffs are coming off. I wonder why, right? Um, a lot of the people who first went into the Capitol, it sounds like a lot of them were FBI agents. Um, there are a lot of questions to be asked. Um, that being said, uh, we fast or we, we fast forward. We fast forward to go backwards um, to the whole. Uh, do you guys remember Governor Gretchen Whitmer and um, they, you know, the, the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmore? Uh, Whitmer, not Whitmore. I always call her Whitmore, but it's Whitmer. Um, it turns out that the FBI may have been instigating that too all along. We have to ask. Is it time to disband the FBI? Is it really time to just be done? What are they doing? What are they preventing? Um, You can't be preventing too much when you're going after mom and dad for standing up for their children at the local school board. You can't be preventing much of anything when you ignore the calls from concerned parents and concerned uh, social workers and whomever else down in Parkland, Florida before the Parkland shooting happened. Um... What are you preventing exactly when you are getting involved with plots to to kidnap a uh, sitting governor? Like her or not. I mean, I think she's a complete disaster, uh, but kidnapping? Come on. I mean, this was such a this was such a nonsensical thing to go off, really. So if you're interested, there is a uh, there is an article. It, it's on the PatriotPost.us. Um, it's called "Did the FBI Entrap the Whitmore the Whitmer Plotters?" Um, and so we'll go over that just quickly. I know we're running over a little bit, but I don't know if you guys mind. Um, nobody's ever said so. We're going over a little bit. Uh, it says, thank you to the fearless FBI agents, said Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer at a press conference on October 8th, 2020, shortly after it came to light that a group of 14 knuckleheads calling themselves the Wolverine Watchmen had been busted by the feds for plotting to kidnap her. We wonder, though, would Whitmer still think those fearless FBI agents if she knew that at no time was she ever in danger and that the FBI was driving the plot to kidnap Napper, because that's the truth. You know, I think that uh, Whitmer was in on it too. There, conspiracy theory. I don't, I don't know, but I think she was in on it too. Okay, it says according to the state, the would-be kidnappers decided to plot against Whitmer because of her oppressive and, as it turns out, deeply hypocritical COVID lockdown policies. Six of them were charged in connection with the plot, and one of those six, 26-year-old Ty Garbin, has already pleaded guilty and been sentenced to six years in prison. Garbin is expected to testify against his fellow plotters. In addition, the state has charged eight others with aiding a terrorist plot. 
The group's lawyers claim that FBI agents and federal prosecutors invented a conspiracy and entrapment uh, entrapped their clients. So far, though, the claims have fallen on deaf ears. <laughs> surprise, surprise. As the Detroit, Detroit News reports, a federal judge Tuesday refused to dismiss the indictment against five members of an alleged plot to kidnap and kill Governor Gretchen Whitmer, calling defense claims of entrapment and government overreaching a heavy burden to carry. U.S. District Judge Robert Junker, Junker? <laughs> sounds made up, filed his order less than two months before the men, the five men, are scheduled to stand trial on kidnapping, conspiracy, and weapons of mass destruction charges that could send them to federal prison for up to life. Up to life in prison? Really? For the crime of what? Being gullible enough to let some overzealous FBI agents push them toward a criminal conspiracy that the feds themselves had concocted? Since when does being duped by the FBI warrant a life sentence? As reasons Robbie Soev notes, the government's case against these 14 alleged extremists relies on work done by at least a dozen government informants and undercover FBI agents whose extensive involvement in the plot calls into question whether it would have been whether it would have moved forward at all without the government's prodding. Some of these government actors took lead roles in organizing. Oops, I'm sorry. In organizing. Uh, the supposed plot. One of the informants was even paid $54,000 by the FBI for roughly six months of subterfuge. Um, look, I don't know anything about the website here, but we have to, it, so I'm not saying that it's 100% correct, but there are also, it's also coming out of other sources that the FBI was absolutely involved, just like um, the January 6th involvement, and they are not confirming nor denying. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, um, when do we get to the point where we're like, no, no more? The the DOJ has been weaponized against the, against the American people. Um, if, you know, this is why we investigate crimes. We don't investigate people um, because... If they want to get you, they will get you. They can invent anything, right? If I went down the street and said, hey, I think Joe Schmo over here has committed a crime. And they say, well, what do you think it is? And I say, I don't know. You just need to investigate him. And then they start looking into Joe Schmo. Um, they could probably find him for all kinds of things. Oh, remember that time he ran the red light? Look at the jaywalking that this guy does. You know, oh, he filed his taxes late. Or, I don't know, right? That That's the difference here. We've got an FBI that involves itself and is making political decisions um, or making um, political moves instead of being, uh, you know, that kind of that blind eye of justice. And is it time to disband them? That's my question. What do you guys think? Please let me know. I think that's it for tonight. Oh, gosh. Um, we've got, uh, hopefully, um, I don't know what we're going to do for Friday. I really don't. I don't have any idea. Oh, we'll just wing it. So until then, as always, stay deplorable patriots. Love and God bless and have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you again on Friday.